We're rolling. Welcome back, everyone. Hey, this hey. is episode 109 hmm. of the Jiu-Jitsu Dummies podcast. It is. It's brought to you by Black Belt Digital Marketing. Anything you need to build your business on or offline, website design, Google ads, graphic design, printing, we can help. I say we can help because I own that company. Uh, check the, check us help. out at Black Belt Digital Marketing on Instagram, on Facebook as well. Check yep. out our website, which is bbdigitalmarketing.com. Okay. Can I tell you something uh, real quick? Our claim to fame. Go ahead. So I, I had somebody reach out for my jujitsu gym and they're like, I'm thinking about starting a podcast. They had a, they had a like a really, like he used to be like extremely overweight and he lost yeah. a ton, a, a ton of weight, yeah. like hundreds of pounds. Right. And he just ran the, the New York marathon. Okay. And uh, super cool dude. And you know, he reached out and he's like, I'm thinking about starting a podcast. Let's set up a lunch or something like that. So we could talk about it. I haven't sent you a text yet, but I'm telling you right now. This, this is guy, the text. He, he wants to set up a lunch this and talk like about. This is like an old school text. You actually yeah, right? old school text. <laughs> a lot of old school stuff happening today. And uh, Throwback Thursday. Yeah, throwback Thursday, baby. And, and anyways, <laughs> what I'm getting to is, is that I was like, yo, check this out. And I spelled out the website because I hear you say it so much. I was like, BB, BB Digital Marketing. Well, because obviously we get Black Belt. People think they're going to type in Black Belt Digital Marketing yeah. and other people have those domains. It's like well, like some guy in like uh, yeah. like uh, uh, the Middle East actually like has one of the domains. So <laughs> yeah. it's BB Digital Marketing. Come to us. That's we, what I would say. Our claim to fame <laughs> is what we call reputation management, which is usually how people get started with us, although we do all these other things. Yeah. Most people will get a scan of their business realize where things are, how, what they have not been paying attention to, yeah. which is usually their Google business profile. Yeah. This is the one that comes up in the map section. People don't know. You have to do things to it for it to get found more. Yeah. You could tell it where you have, where your services, the areas you service. You can put in keywords and, and or uh, or services that you offer. You're not a mechanic. People don't even know. You can add images. You can post to it like a social media site. Right. So you can ask questions, frequently asked questions. People just don't know they could do that and those will get those accounts get found more. So right. that's our claim to fame. We'll kind of show you where the bodies are buried with a free online review. Uh, I, I send you a video with my, my little face in the corner talking about the report. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And then, um, you know, if you want to work with us, we, we talk about what services we can offer and we that's put dope. together a package and uh, we help you get found more. You guys you know? are like a tuning garage. That's what we call, that's called off page SEO. So right off the page being the website, we're yeah. doing things off of the page away from the page yeah. to get the business found. I, I argue that the Google business profile is more important than your website. So that's, that's what we do. That's our main thing that we Damn, do. That My daughter a, works with, works with me. So she helps me out a ton. Um, out there talking to new business and she's out there doing the fulfillment, which is the back end stuff, making all those things happen with her team and the graphic designers and all that stuff. So, Damn. uh, shout out to my, to my daughter, Victoria, who's, uh, who's killing it. Shout out. Um, my name is Milton Campus. I'm a brown belt training out of South Florida. I train out of Jiu-Jitsu for Life. It's the old fight sports in, in Coral Springs. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe you know they changed their name. I got uh, Miguel riding shotgun. What's up? What's up, guys? Tell them where you train. Oh, man, I train at Henzo Gracie's Weston. Yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah, man. What yes, up? you do. I sure do. And then we got both yes, behind the camera. <laughs> I say that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> got you with your own I shit. I love it. Hi. <laughs> Hello. Welcome, Bo. Thank What's you up, for- uh, Hi. Uh, hope, well, let's let's talk about- well, There's, there's two quick. things I want to talk about. Number one, let's let's give a shout out to my guys. We had a bunch of guys get promoted to Blue Belt. Uh, I saw so that. Justin Lancaster, yeah. who I train with, uh, he is now Blue Belt. Justin's also the guy that gave us the name for the drill down at Got the end it. of the episode. Gave us that name for that I rolled, segment. I rolled with him the other day. Super great dude. Super talented. Big dude. He's like yeah. tall and strong. 
Uh, he's getting tougher and tougher to roll with. I felt but, it. But uh, yeah. I, I, uh, we got into it was funny. We got into a little like back and forth in the school chat. Mm-hmm. And lots of jokes about wrist locks now because yeah. we had four guys oh, get promoted yeah. you to gotta, belt. You got to welcome them. We did. So yeah. I got to roll with him last, last night. Which one did you today. hit him with? Which one? What's today? Today's, today's Thursday, today's bro. Today's Thursday. I rolled with him last <laughs> night. Yeah. And my first submission, I got a wrist lock on. But him. which one? Did you do that? He grabbed your collar so, and you grabbed his elbow? or? So this is uh, definitely. I wouldn't call this dick moves. Like I like dick moves, right? You know. Yeah. We always joke about them. I get him in when you you get inside control. Yeah. But you can trap their arm under your leg. Oh, okay. So my the leg closest to his head. Yeah. You know the one his arm that would be pushing my face away. Yeah. I get that arm down and I put it under my shin, mm-hmm. and then the wrist. Like got to put a lot of weight on it so they can't move it, and then. Bam. Give him a little wristy wrist. You know what's my and, favorite uh, one? So, so I got him. So we got that out of the way that we get in yeah. the wrist lock. And then I think I caught him with one more. I forget what I, I don't know if I, I forgot what I caught him in the second time, but yeah. uh welcome to Blue Belt, Justin. And let me lock. just say, I'm sorry, let me let you say what you can say. Uh we had Tommy, Aaron, and shit. I forget this guy's name. I know you know Dominator, Dominator's dad. Yeah. Do you know what his name is? I no. always because I always thought it was Dom Dominator, his son Dominic. Yeah. I thought he was junior. Yeah. I thought he was senior, so I always no. had his name. As Dominic, I think it's like Justin, or Andrew. is it Justin or Andrew? I'm I sorry, dude. I just know the guy. I even in the chat, I was just like, uh, "Congrats to Justin, Tom, Aaron, and Dominator Senior," because yeah. <laughs> I fucking forgot his yeah. name. But yeah, so we got four new four, four new blue belts. Congrats, guys! Good. And uh, the wrist locks are coming. Yeah, you were gonna say something. I before. was gonna say favorite wrist lock is like you you pull guard. Or you just make sure they end up in your guard, and they know when they go to stand up, they'll post up under your armpit. Yeah, just trap that arm under the armpit and grab the elbow. So I love, I love that, that one from standing. Like if somebody yeah. grabs you, grabs your lapel. Yeah, you standing, knock the wrist in. Yeah, you could just get you get behind their elbow, grab yeah. their elbow with both hands. I love that one. You don't do that a lot. The last guy I did that on was you remember Mark? Yeah. Uh, Mark Gracie, yeah, Mark Gracie, like a, Mark, Gracie. Mark Gracie, not not a real Gracie, but we called him Mark Gracie. Uh, I got I got him with that once, and he had a fit, uh-huh. and Felipe was there, and he was Felipe did one of these. What are you doing? What are you doing? And Mark, come on, bro. Uh, <laughs> Mark, I I thought he was gonna cry. Yeah, and he was really really pissed at me for a while. And I was like, dude, I'm sorry, you know, but Whatever, I had to give dude. it to him. So I, I I don't do that one anymore because he. You know, I, I Mark, pull guard a lot anyway now, so, but, you know. Mark could get it, bro. <laughs> he was mean to me as a white belt. Was he really? Oh, yeah. Yeah? For sure. No, he doesn't He doesn't train anymore. I know. He doesn't come around. If he's listening to this, we miss you. Yeah, come back, bro. Yeah. Tell, <laughs> come me when, back. tell me when you get there. <laughs> so, <laughs> tell me uh, when yeah. you're coming back. My That's my favorite. That one, and then that that one that I talked about with Justin, Yeah. that wrist lock was the very first wrist lock that my first coach taught us yeah and he i was a white he wrist locked the hell out of us wrist locked the planet all the time there was no like don't don't yeah. wrist lock white belts we were and you know there's i don't wrist lock anybody you know from the bottom anymore. you can get that like you can get these arms you know yeah. trap them every once in a while like he would he'd put his weight and like mm-hmm. you know, just do it i wrist lock um, from uh from americanas uh you know like if you put your um Who's Esteban's son? Oh, Adolfo. Yeah. Adolfo, like if he, you get inside control, if you put, if you don't put your forearm, if you get your hand on his head. Oh, chin down. He, no, he puts his weight. Yeah. He just shifts his weight. Yeah. And pushes, like he'll let you know it's there. Yeah. He's not a dick and doesn't like to hit it hard. Yeah. But that, I like that one. I'm kind of like, 
you got to really understand like where their their arm is. Mm-hmm. He gets me with that a lot. Like he'll just do it a little bit when I roll the. Yeah, thing. never so post your like elbow on the mat and put your. Wrist yeah, yeah, he, you'll catch. Dingbat. But you could also kind of catch. That's it a that's a dingbat body. Move, yeah. Yeah. So so those are my favorites. So more wrist locks coming, guys. Hey. hey. So were you gonna say something else before? I don't think so. Okay. So okay. So we uh, okay. We said black belt. Uh, don't we, forget to like, comment, share, and click the subscribe button on YouTube. We really appreciate the support. That was the first thing you said. I gotta say two things. The second thing is, is our studio broke. Our studio broke. Oh, that's right. So, <laughs> uh, so let me say this first. Joining yeah. us today is Cage Titans fighter Andrew Valdina. He trains up at uh, Joe Lozans mm-hmm. in Massachusetts. Uh, so he's gonna be joining us. So stick around. Uh, cool dude. Um, coming in, you're coming gonna, you're gonna like. You're gonna like. I spoke yeah. to him already. He's really super cool. And I think you guys gonna like this interview. We can get like some insight on him getting into MMA, and you know how obviously how I'm jiu-jitsu, that, how how his jujitsu plays into this, and how he's transitioned from wrestling to jujitsu. So, um, go ahead, uh, so you want to tell him about the studio? <laughs> Do you know, right. it's like the, the the main thing yeah. that records everything. Our recorder took a shit. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna when you see the so, episode today, we're gonna put the our old school when throw, we used to do the podcast. Throw back Thursday. Yeah, we're gonna. We used to have the TV and have the like ESPN style. I would call it. Yeah. So the guest was here in between us, or maybe on that side, depending. Yeah, you know what? And the guest is his head is on yeah. the screen, <laughs> and uh, that's the way we film. And we talk to the screen head. like he's in the studio. Yeah. So that's what we're gonna be doing today. Throw so when we Thursday. when we bring Andrew in, you're gonna be seeing. <laughs> the, so uh, so the if TV anybody, here. you know, I'm gonna put this out there. If anybody has experience with the Convergent Design Apollo <laughs> recorder, DM me. At on Instagram at b a d w e r k s. Okay. Um. Yeah. Like if you actually have experience or with Google a, with an Apollo, yeah. <laughs> uh, you probably have just as much luck with Google. No, no, no. I mean, because sometimes people have experience with these, but we okay. lost we lost the recorder, and um, it won't do the camera switch. But you think you might? It's possible. Have a solution? Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think I've come up with a with a couple of options. It's the but, most expensive piece of equipment. In the studio, maybe barring your pretty much every your camera, they're, they're about the same price. Okay, right? so yeah. um, no, I mean, uh, yeah, right now the new, new, the, new. This, these two pieces are super this expensive. New is the price of my camera used. That's yeah, like yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> so uh, so the answer is no, they're not. Hopefully, yeah. we got it fixed. This but today again, it's going to be a throwback Thursday episode where we're going to do it old school. This is the, I'm excited. If you're new to the podcast and you didn't see our stuff in the very beginning. Yeah. This is the way we used to film in the beginning yeah. before uh, we went to like a four camera setup or three camera setup. Yeah. The the computer yeah. being almost like the fourth camera. Yeah, the if fourth you notice input. nothing switched. We have yeah, I've, I've opened yeah, up. It'll a be th- the full shot of the. I was of the saying studio. I've opened up a thesaurus or two, you know, so an homage, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> yes, an homage to uh, yeah. to jujitsu dummies uh, of old. A, a four. <laughs> a four. Yeah, four F O R E. Oh, uh, okay. yeah. come you, on! Now you, went, now, now you lost Bro, me. Renaissance fairs coming around. All right, let's. Uh, all right, so anyway, so we got some shout outs. So, full enroll. Yeah, Sean. we we talk about. Them. Let, let's just say that we finally got the the pre order. We close out the pre order. We're just working out the final numbers so for the contest. By the time this is out, we've got it ordered. Uh, I think it takes like thirty days from the time that we order them, but all the pre orders will be included. Um, is it worked out great? Over? Like it was a cool thing the contest will be over uh, i want to have them the order in and know that they're on their way before we we choose somebody i'm excited but if you sent us a receipt if you purchased from any of our sponsors we're not taking any more but we had you know we were doing if you purchase from a sponsor send us a receipt and we'll put you in a raffle it'll be 250 dollars worth of gear 
I, I know Neutral Zone, I believe he said he's going to you know give us some stuff, which nice, would be cool. Nice. We always have him just send it right to them. Uh, maybe we can get BJJ Box to do something. I know Flow and Roll, and, and we're going to put some stuff in, too. So um, it's going to so be, be really cool. It's like a, not even gonna be, it's going to be a swag package. It's going to be a very cool. You're going to get a, a couple of packages. Yeah, most likely. That's I, what I, she I, said. Like, <laughs> I want to <laughs> to send everything directly to them. And um, yeah, man, look, we appreciate all the support. Uh, our sponsors, the show. You know, I, you know, when I post online, I always say uh, you could support us best by supporting our sponsors. That's right. Right. That's like you support them; they support us. This all works. So support Flow and Roll uh, again. Sure. Thank you to Flow and Roll. Uh, check them out at Flow underscore N underscore Roll. They got amazing custom designs. They did our custom design. Uh, I, I've already got the next one ready. Bam, bam, bam. Uh, we'll do it as a, as a pre order, but we'll be able to do it faster. I understand the process now. Uh, Sean is super patient, uh, not only with the design through the process. And now I understand, like, we can move it a little bit more quickly. Yeah. Once we do the design and the design is up, then we can, like, First run pill. it for 30 days and then just, and then put the order in. So I've got, I've got the, the, the idea. I think we've we talked about it a little bit. So uh, uh, check them out. Their website's flowenroll.com. Get 20% off with code JJD. And again, look, you want to see what they're all about. I actually like, like, go to the, their Instagram and just check out all the schools they're working with. I think that is, like testimonial that's mm-hmm. the, their best testimonial is seeing the, the schools that they work with and i know sean doesn't have any problem with me saying message some of those schools message those schools i don't think you'll Reach find out. one school that would say anything bad about anything that he has Do going your on. research yeah so uh so thank you again sean uh bjj box you know what? I was supposed to check the mail. There's probably a box sitting there. Uh-oh. My bad. But it'd be cool that we'll open it on the next episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, listen to the end of the show, Special and we'll guest. tell you who, uh, who our next guests are. Yeah. So going to be really cool. It's uh, two previous guests that are going to be here together. And it's super popular. Uh, old school, new school. We'll just leave yeah. it there. But uh, hopefully we'll have the box in the mail. It should be there. So what's the jujitsu box? Or the BJJ box? It's filled with... A so bunch of jujitsu swag. It's a monthly subscription. Tape. Yeah, monthly subscription. Right. You get you get a the, uh, on you either get there are a couple of levels. Tiers. There's tiers. We yeah. get the VIP box, which has a T-shirt. He sends us two, but it has a T-shirt, uh, and then some like maybe they've got CBD. They send tape. We have kinesiology it's, tape. It's finger for the, tapes. It's, it's for snacks. the whole spectrum. Yeah. yeah. It's all different types of stuff. Supp- we've yeah. gotten supplements. We've gotten like sad subscriptions. Protein. Other subscriptions, yeah, for online stuff. So, yeah, very cool. You're gonna get a minimum of somewhere between like four and seven items. Yep. And then those four, like the price of the box is much lower than if you bought those items separately. Yeah, and you know, so you get more of a value than the box. Yeah, it's it's. I know, like I'm even though I know they're coming, like it's a spot. I'm like super excited to get it. Like I'm always like like I I always because I know there's two shirts and I usually try to wear that shirt on the unboxing episode. So I'm a, I get to open it and see what's in it right away. So I always on keep days, the shirt. On, I wear it, and then I then when you unbox it here, it's new to you. Yeah, yeah. And on Boxing Days, I, I that's I don't bring a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, Tony is incredible to work with as well. We have some great conversations about business and uh, just about jujitsu in general. Um, check them out at thebjjbox.com. Um, Instagram is same at. The BJJ box, uh, not dot com. It's the handle is at the BJJ box. Uh, code is JJD ten for ten dollars off your first your order. first order yep. off your first I box. I got it. All right. 
Shout out to Neutral Zone CBD. Bam. This is, you know, just some of their recovery products. I mean, I still have stuff that I haven't even used yet because I like I found just I a few things stuff. that I used. I've got the patches. Bomb. I've got. Uh, I got a, <laughs> uh, I mean, this is TMI. My wife gave me a massage with the one of the oils, uh-huh. one of their CBD oils. This one. She gave me like a head to toe, but the one, th- it's the pink one. Okay. I gave her, I gave it to her and I used it to massage her. Yeah. Well, she used it on me the other day. It was, it was okay. great It's massage. nice, yeah. It was cool. So they got uh, basically like massage oils, uh, the tinctures. You've got, again, the they've balm. got like a- Patch, the, like a patch, mm-hmm. which is really cool. I love the roll-on, which isn't here today because we've used them all. We've we've taken them. Mine's at my desk. The, at my work, favorite huh? one is the is the roll-on. I get a little headache during the day. I put a little on, and honestly, like a few minutes, and it's and it's gone. So that's definitely my favorite. You can check them out at neutralzonecbd.com, and it's code JJD for twenty percent off. No, twenty five. Twenty five percent off with code JJD. I went up. Uh, no, no, no I said I went up, I <laughs> went up. So last but not, not least, I've mentioned them on one other podcast. You see their logo in the scroll on the screen when you're watching us. I am on the board of directors for the Backpack Barber Foundation. I've seen that. Um, you can check them out at thebackpackbarberfoundation.com. The mission is to provide haircuts and hygiene products to people experiencing homelessness Mm-hmm. But we also, um, Greg, who started the foundation, Greg Young, he'll go to uh, different organizations, different places, um, schools, aftercare, and like give haircuts for free. Uh, and it's usually like lower income areas. I gotcha. Uh, he'll give free haircuts. Uh, he does something at, uh, you know, I don't, I don't want to, uh, I'll remember the, the full name, but it's an organization called Jack and Jill. And he goes and he gives kids haircuts and he makes them read to him while he's giving them a haircut. That's so, difficult. yeah, it's kind of really cool. Uh, so, amazing organization. I've been with them for just a couple of months. We handled the marketing. Um, you know, we're, we, we're giving our marketing services for free. And um, if you check out the Instagram at the Backpack Barber Foundation, you'll see what we've been doing for them. Uh, we're collecting blankets right now. You know, we still have little bouts of, of chill, especially uh-huh. at night, right? It gets a little cold. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's Florida, but it does get cold at night sometimes. So, we're actually, uh, you go to the Instagram, you can find out where you can bring blankets, uh, you can donate socks, shoes, boots, any type of clothing. Uh, but there's a donate button right there on the homepage. If you want to donate, that would be wonderful. Or if you're at uh, our Instagram, at Jiu-Jitsu Dummies, you can click the link tree, the link in our bio, and uh, you'll see that you can donate to the Backpack Barber Foundation right there. Okay. It'll take you right to the donation page as well. So I uh, just wanted to throw that in. I think they're an amazing, amazing organization. So happy to be working with them, and uh, I plan on helping them do some big things. We've got some, some cool things in the works. All right? All good? Bo, Bo doesn't have to pay attention anymore. He's just like- Yeah, I know. Just, he doesn't throw have to touch th- anything anymore. back Thursday. Just run it and go. <laughs> I'm still working because I'm looking up, <laughs> yeah. like, what can I do to save us from this, this yeah. disaster? From the catastrophic failure of our main Seriously. piece of equipment? Yeah. Seriously. All right, All right so it's let's like, get at- You like ready? Like we lost our thrusters. Are off. you ready to do this? It's like your balls you've falling got, off. You've got to press the button. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, let's get Andrew in here. What's going on, Andrew? How you doing, man? What's going on, guys? Doing good. Thank you, you for joining us, man. Uh, we explained the uh, the change of the studio setup. Yep, yep. This is actually, this is like a throwback episode for us, I guess, because this is the way we used to do hey, it in the beginning. It's Thursday. 
At Throwback Thursday. TBT. <laughs> you guys did this on purpose. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, we somebody broke the recorder. You never know. So, uh, so yeah, so listen, again, let's thank you for doing this. Um, we have a mutual friend. I believe he still sponsors you. Pete the Job Guy, Pete Langlois, and his wife, yeah, Angie, awesome right? Guy, yeah. Yeah. Wicked, wicked fortunate to have him and haven't met him, you know, so he's been helping me out the past few fights. So, uh, wicked cool guy and uh, nothing but the greatest things to say about him. I love it. Wicked cool. Matt, he's, from, he's down here in Florida. He says things like "wicked cool." Yeah, <laughs> he's oh, I didn't even notice. Did you? Do you know? Do you have you? Have you spoken to him? How was that? Have you spoken to him, or is it like his team that you speak to? Oh, I speak to him. Yeah, oh, but okay. actually, I never had a, a talk on the phone yet. I think it's all been through Messenger. So. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's from Boston. He has a segment. So, so he and I met through a friend. Uh, I built his new website. We started talking. Then I started helping him with his podcast. So. I help him launch his podcast after he records it. He does a podcast called Pete the Job Guy or Hard Hard Worker. He spells it. Yeah, uh, wicked hard work. A A the E instead of E R it's dash A H Hard Worker. Yeah. So uh, so that's how I met. He mentioned you, and I said, hey, you know, let's let's have this kid on. Let me know, you know, give me his info, and and here we are. So that's how uh, that's how we met. Um, talk to us a little bit about how you got in, into martial arts. We'll start there, and then we'll you know we'll start talking about. Uh, this crazy idea of jumping in the cage. Yeah. Uh, crazy <laughs> downplay, man. Like, uh, so growing up, uh, if we're going to go real back, like I, I was kind of like the smaller guy growing up. Like, you know, even these days I'm in a small weight class, right? I'm at like 135. So being the small kid growing up, you got to learn to defend yourself, you know, like the everyday bullies and shit like that in school yeah. or whatever. And, uh, you know, I, early on I needed to learn how to defend myself. So I had my family, you know, put me through Taekwondo. And at first it was just to see if I like it or not, but then I freaking fell in love with it, man. Like just everything about it. I got my black belt through there um, in high school and that led right into wrestling um, due to the fact that I got cut from the JV basketball tryouts. I was not a baller <laughs> at all, man. Like I thought I was so good at five foot four thinking I was going to go places, but didn't end up working out, but it worked out for the better because wrestling's, you know, my newfound love. So I loved that through high school. Um, that went right into college wrestling. And I, I wrestled four years at Bridgewater State. Um, the head coach there, Frank Camisa, he actually corners uh, Joe Lozon, UFC fighter, UFC legend at this point. Love so, and the gym was probably about 25 minutes away from the college. So um, I needed to cut weight one night and all the other gyms are closed. He's like, all right, I'll swing you by Lozon's. I went there and just, dude, another thing, it just flooded right into another love. I loved everything that was going on with that gym from everyone hitting the bag, just the, the hard rounds I got to see sparring and just people all trying to get better. And um, I knew I needed to do something after wrestling was over in college. So that just naturally went into MMA and um, that's kind of how I got into it. I have yeah, a question man. about the cutting. Cause like I wrestled in high school too. And, okay. and that's like super, it was a long time ago. And I know a lot of things have changed, but was was the collegiate weight cutting mentality like on the same level as MMA weight cutting mentality in terms of in terms of sophistication when you were there? That's actually a good question um, because it's actually very different the the way that uh, wrestlers cut and the way that MMA fighters cut um, only due to the fact that uh, you know wrestlers they they have to cut weight maybe twice a week at some points, you know, they have a, a meet on Wednesday, they have a meet on Saturday, and that goes every single week uh, for the most part here and there. Um, but uh, MMA, you know, you have 
one day to weigh in and you have months to prepare for that in some cases or a month at most at the minimum. So I think it that I took a lot of things from the collegiate level of cutting weight, like how to, you know, intake water, water load for the days prior and stuff like that, what to eat, what foods will retain water and stuff like that. So that helped me into the MMA scene for cutting weight. Um, but in terms of the way you do it, it's much different, man. Like, uh, I think it's way easier in MMA cutting weight than in wrestling because you don't have to do it so frequently every week. Mm -hmm. What You mentioned water loading. You saw him drink before and you said, hey, are you water loading? I've never heard the term water load. Oh, yeah. What, it, what does that mean? Is it's, it? Go, oh, I'll let you uh, explain. Yeah, I'll let him explain it. No, 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 go you're, no, you're the guest. Go ahead, explain <laughs> water loading. <laughs> so, so, so Hold water on. Loading. Before, before you start, you got to say, I'm not a medical professional <laughs> and I don't recommend you doing this for losing weight. <laughs> yeah. Now you can I'm say. I'm not a medical professional. <laughs> <laughs> a couple times. Put the disclaimer so, on the yeah. screen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't take everything I say for, you know, take it for the grain of salt. But right. uh, basically, you know, when you're cutting weight, you be, um you drink. I like to drink water like a gallon a day every single day. That's how I do it. Even if I'm not in fight camp, that's what I'll do. But if I have a fight coming up, uh, the week of the fight, you have a weigh-in on Friday. Fights on a Saturday per se. Uh, I like to drink about you know, maybe like a gallon on a Monday, a gallon and a half Tuesday, two gallons Wednesday. Thursday's when you really start to cut it out, and what that does, it kind of flushes everything out of your system. Um, and you're just, you know, filled with water. That's the only thing left you have to cut because you're cutting back all the foods and stuff like that a little bit. Um, I don't know. Is there anything else I'm missing over there? That's, a, that's, that's about it. Yeah. It's like, it actually like it shocks your body almost yeah. into like, that's what's left. Yeah. So then when you, when you start, stop giving it water, it, it starts it, to, yeah. When you stop giving, that's when you, yeah. I think there's also something like chemically that happens in your body yeah. when, when you load that much water into you. Yeah. And then you're also like avoiding salts, I believe, uh, as well. I wrestled yep. a couple of years in junior high. Yeah. And I used to have to cut and I used to wrap my stomach and my thighs in saran wrap, yeah. put on a couple of sweats and some, some hoodies. And get in my basement and just ride the bike in front of the TV for oh, cool. for for. Oh, there you hours. go. You know what you're doing. Yeah, yeah man. <laughs> I, had, I had like the sweatsuit. That's how I cut. And then all day in class, I I had a waiver like like permission essentially from my wrestling coach to chew gum in class, and I would chew bubblelicious sour apple. Yeah. Uh, gum, and I had a Gatorade bottle, and I wasn't swallowing my spit. Yeah. I was just spitting it out. Just and as soon as the flavor oh. went away, stick another one in there. Yeah. Just, just nom, 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 Andrew, how much how much weight are you typically like what do you walk around with and, and where are you fighting uh so I, I usually walk like the heaviest i'll get is like 55 and that's you know if i'm really just like after a fight or something i'm taking some days off or and i'm eating whatever the hell i want but usually it's like no no heavier than 152 150 and i fight at 135 but when i'm in camp you know it's so it's actually a lot of the time hard to keep the weight on because i, I work out two or three times a day every single day and yeah. just the food gets burned so fast and yeah uh, you know this fight's actually at 140 so i get to eat a little bit extra Ooh, catch weight normal yep yeah. catch weight so i'm not complaining about that so yeah. i know when i'm working out hard like i'm always so hungry i want i like eat so much more yeah that's got to be so hard when you're working out again you're working out so hard you're in the gym i'm assuming multiple times a day and then you gotta not eat that, especially that last week when, when like you probably want it the most. Well, you're still, that's got to be a, a major brain fuck, right? I'll be a weirdo about it then. Yeah. If I'm being honest, like the fight week, if I'm cutting out food and stuff, like I usually do, like 
I'll look up videos on YouTube of people making foods, make, like eating greasy foods, really? like drinking like, gallons oh, of man. like Kool-Aid. I'm a weirdo about it, but it helps me get through it. Oh, geez, <laughs> yeah, man. I used, um, well, he's a 135er as well. Are you familiar with Eric Shelton? Used to be in the UFC. He's like a cage aggression. Like It, it sounds uh, very familiar. She was in the Showtime. Uh, yeah, it's Showtime, Show- Shelton. He's got a nickname, Showtime, Shelton. Yeah. Uh, I used to live next to him and... And like when he would cut before a fight, man, it's just like the personality changes. Yeah, yeah. We, we like should. I, I think Andrew. I think I told you we live like I would call like South Florida, like the mecca of of jujitsu and and American. We live. Well, I still live up by American yeah. Top Team. So he used to live like right by the, the old American Top Team no, building. The, no, the the newer one. Yeah. Oh, the newer one. Yeah. Okay. So mm-hmm. yeah, they put a facility right there in uh, in Coconut Creek. And he used to live right there, so all those fighters that what they lived in your development. Yeah, right? they lived in so the many development. Of those guys. And I think like the, they might have even owned some units because I, dude, yeah. I saw Rosenstrike there. Okay, I saw a lot. Like, uh, what's the name of that girl that trades at the goat shed now with the red hair? Uh, she's bad, dude. Like, she gets a ton of submissions all the time. Yeah, but anyways, like I would see her walking around with her dog. You know, yeah. that's mint. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it was neat for me. I yeah. was like, because oh, yeah. I'm I'm fanboying out. Yeah, Miguel's a super fan. <laughs> over yeah, here, I'd man. walk out. I'd walk. I'd be like, mm. yeah. <laughs> All of a sudden, you're buying a dog now, and you want to walk your dog yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, his wife loved that. <laughs> nah. Yeah, well, she loved all those shirtless. So, like, anyways, I befriended, like, a couple of them. Like, Eric and I became good friends. We're still good friends. Shout out, Eric. What's up, buddy? And uh, so, like, one day, like, you know, we'd go to the pool or whatever, and he'd invite all the guys from ATT. And I'm like at the pool with my kids and my wife, and they're all like shirtless six packs. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> you said something about your kids. Like, yeah. Daddy, how come he looks yeah, like this? Yeah, my kids be like, they look like, I'd be like, hey, man, that's not my job. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I don't got to. Thank you to Feito IT and AV, specializing in commercial and residential automation, security cameras, CCTV, POS, and more. Check them out at feitoitav.com or call 305 428 2515 and let them know the dummy sent you. Thank you to Neutral Zone CBD, a combat family-owned company that supports athletes and the people who love them. Neutral Zone strives to deliver clean CBD products for sports recovery in gummies, lotions, balms, roll-ons, and more. After a competition, a hard rolling session, or a tough day on the job, Neutral Zone has a product designed to help you reduce inflammation, increase cell rejuvenation, and may even help with aging joints. Visit NeutralZoneCBD.com and get 25% off your order with code JJD. And follow them on Instagram, too, at MyNeutralZone. Jiu-Jitsu's favorite monthly subscription box has now joined the Jiu-Jitsu Dummies podcast. The BJJ box is delivered to your door filled with premium jiu-jitsu and grappling apparel, equipment, supplements, supplies, snacks, and more. The crew at the BJJ box find the best in the world of jiu-jitsu and guarantee every box to be worth more than the cost. Each box includes four to seven items you're going to love. Visit thebjjbox.com and use code JJD10 to get $10 off your very first box. And give them a follow on Instagram at TheBJJBox. Special thank you to the crew over at Flow and Roll for all their support. Flow and Roll is renowned for their incredible nogi rash guards, shorts, and leggings. Flow and Roll has quickly become the premier custom apparel provider for academies big and small throughout the United States. Reach out today to discuss your custom order and ask about their incredible pre-order program. 
You can send an email to flowenroll at gmail.com or visit their Instagram at flow underscore n underscore roll and shoot them a direct message. And yes, they can create an awesome custom gi for your academy as well. Visit flowenroll.com to check out their awesome designs and while you're there, pick up a jujitsu dummy signature tee exclusively at flowenroll.com. And remember, you'll get 20% off your purchase of t-shirts, rash guards, or gis with code JJD. Uh, Andrew, you mentioned uh, uh, he's probably one of my favorite fighters. I remember seeing him on on The Ultimate Fighter. You mentioned Joe Lozon. Is that his main academy? Is that his like HQ, essentially, where where you train? Yep, Lozon MMA. It's in Raynham, Massachusetts. Uh, It used to be in Easton. Uh, I know these towns don't mean anything to you guys. You don't know what they're called. uh, I know Boston. A couple times. (laughs) Uh, So he's actually thinking about opening up a new location somewhere else and having both. Uh, Yeah. But right now, yeah, just one place in random. And so, do you get to train with him? Does he? Do you, are you actively training with him? Would you consider him your coach? Oh yeah, or- he's definitely my head coach. Uh, I train with him multiple times a week. Um, usually, it's like Monday, Wednesday, Fridays. We have uh, like a ten a.m. jujitsu, and then that goes into an eleven o'clock uh, wrestling type class where you do some takedowns into jujitsu wall work and stuff like that. And he'll stick around, give me like you know pointers for you know sometimes up to an hour after and stuff and. Uh, he's just a huge help in the gym. He really is. So how was your transition from wrestling into jiu-jitsu? It was, it was a little rocky at first but just because, you know, I was doing so many stupid wrestler ten- tendencies like shooting a double leg with my neck hanging on the side of the head, getting <laughs> every Bellying down. Oh, man. Oh, bellying down. Don't yeah. even get me started, man. I know, man. I know. I feel you. <laughs> It's tough, but it, eventually we, we worked out the kinks and I'm, I'm starting to get the hang of it, you know, so things are working out these days. But at first it was, uh, it was definitely a, a, a rough transition, but, um, we're here. But the good habits are good, especially when you start learning some of the judo stuff, uh, like when they shoot on you and you start learning like, you know, like the Uchimaras and you start learning, you know, kicking them over your shoulder type stuff and rolling into yeah. landing into Mount. Like I feel, I feel that wrestling, once you get rid of the bad kinks for sure, the good stuff that sticks by, like stronglers always have, like uh, wrestlers always have, like a really good strong base, you know, especially like in lower positions, and they just have a better sense. I think of, I think, like a day one white belt versus like a day one white belt that has wrestling background. They they understand leverage, mm-hmm. and it's not just like leverage for breaks, like in, in joint locks. I think like leverage in terms of like how do I keep this guy pinned? Yeah. You know, I think no, we, see, I, we I, see it in the UFC, right? With with sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. The, with, with so many of the champions, I mean, wrestlers. For, yeah, it's, everybody has like a really you know big wrestling base. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's like, it's so obvious that you need that wrestling component. Yeah, and I think just as much as jujitsu. And I mean, you can have an argument, but there's never been. Has there really been a guy that's just like? All hands and held a title for a really long time. All hands, just you know, all stand up. Sil- Silva, right? Put mm-hmm. out. Uh, Silva, Machida, it's, it's, but I mean, again, held it for okay. Silva yeah. held it for a long time. Yeah, but he's still he's still a high level jujitsu player though. Yeah. yeah, but he you know just knock you out. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. <laughs> he know? used he uses jujitsu, and he used his wrestling to 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 maintain distance and take up and like just defend to yeah. keep it standing because that was his power but yeah i would say all hands he wasn't all hands no right now it's this russian invade is it well is it really no, it's russian? Dagestan- well, yeah, it is, it's a province yeah you know this invasion chechnya i would just say yeah. east eastern european 
countries. Are you, uh, I mean, again, look, I, I think it might be a little different than you than when we asked just like a straight up jujitsu player, like, oh, do you watch jujitsu? Because I'm the first to admit, like, just watching jujitsu or tournaments could be so freaking boring. Do you are you like a heavy MMA? Are you watching like every UFC, every Bellator, all the local events? Are are you that guy? Are you are you watching just I, as much? I I definitely like that's the sport I love watching the most. Yeah. If I had to pick, but um, I'd say every UFC card I do find myself watching it. Now that you say it, I never really thought about it. But if, in terms of like Bellators and stuff, I'll watch it if it's on. But I don't really actively look for like Bellator fights on yeah. Fridays. Or Nobody but, does. Um, no, I definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Bellator. There goes our sponsorship <laughs> with Bellator. Our chances are out the fucking window. Good riddance. <laughs> no, but honestly, like the local scenes, like you said, like watching the regional scenes, yeah. I think that's like the, you know, obviously the, some of the talent's not always there in the beginning yeah. part of the cards, but mm -hmm. for such cheap money to go to a show, like I'm always trying to go to any show I can. I just went to one, you know, last weekend up in, uh, you know, northern Massachusetts, and it was an awesome fight. Awesome yeah. fight. I went to, uh, my wife knows she wants to keep me happy. She'll get me the occasional. Our first Valentine's together before we were really like together together was a fight, was a Wagner Rocha fight. Wow. He was the headliner. And she just brought me to one the other day right here in Coral Springs. We were in the second row. It's like on a stage. And we're in the yeah. second mm -hmm. row. It was like right there. Fighters are coming down, jumping, you know, down saying, you know, oh, hug. like everybody, all of their team would come up to like the third row, mm -hmm. you know. And then those guys would leave, and then like the next fight, all those people would come up to like yeah. the third row. Must so they're like jumping over. We've got like video of them jumping over us to like hug their teams. I mean, it's it's just great, and it's like it's incredible to see somebody at the beginning of their journey. So I see all of these banners behind you. I see all of these flyers. Yeah. You you're you're is it three and zero now as a pro? I'm going for three and zero. You're so going for three and zero. So you, I think you just foreshadowed it, but yeah, okay. two right now. So you're two and zero right now, but you you did a lot of amateur fights, right? Yes, I had seven amateur fights. Seven, seven amateur fights. It's a lot. And that's a decent amount, right? At the amateur did, level. You, did you always know this was this? I'm gonna do some amateur fights. I'm gonna go pro. And I've heard you talk about it again. You you want to you, you want to go all the way with this? This isn't like yeah, you know, I took a couple of fights and uh, let's see how it goes. There's a plan here. Yes. A hundred percent. This is my one true love in this world, man. Like I. Uh, if I if I couldn't do it, I'd be a little depressed. Not gonna lie, you know. After wrestling, like I was, in a in a low point because I didn't know what I, what I should do after. But then you know, low is on, like we said earlier. But yeah, there's a plan. I can't wait to you know see where it takes me. Um, obviously, I have big aspirations, you know, and and I want to get to the the peak of the sport, to the highest of highs, you know. Um, but I'm at the same time, man. Like one of my favorite song quotes, it says like you know, if it gets me nowhere, I'll go there proud. Like. As much as I really want to get to the highest of highs, I'm so happy fighting. This is, I just love the sport. I'm so passionate about it. And regardless of where it takes me, I'm enjoying this journey. So It's, um, it's an industry. I mean, I think yeah. you got a lot of avenues no matter what happens. What, For so, sure, yeah. It's only yeah. growing too, yeah. How, how did your family respond to this choice of, of career? It depends which family member you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but let me just say, I'm sure that your mom and your dad have two different opinions. <laughs> yeah, my, my dad is, like, so obsessed with it. He's, like, living through me. He loves yeah. it. And my mom, it, yeah, she's come around finally. She actually, you know, she, you know, she's always gone to all my fights. I can't, you know, thank them all enough. All of my family members are, for that matter. But uh, 
my mom at first hated it. She's like, Andrew, you know what? I'm going to jump over the cage and I'm going to, you know, so she was a little, <laughs> she was a little messed up about it at yeah. first, but she came around. So was your dad a, a fight fan before or is he a fight fan now that you're fighting? Uh, he was a fight fan before, but it's only grown since I started. Um, he, he loves it. Yeah. Yeah. He's always trying to get, he's like, you know, everybody at Cage Titans at the venue, like they all know him, they go up to him. So he loves everything that comes with it too. So uh, that's cool. Nice. That's cool. He's yeah. getting, he's getting the red carpet rolled. Yeah, out. man. <laughs> <laughs> he's really impressed. He like, the promoter like grants him uh, early entry into the venue now too. It's crazy. <laughs> is, uh, is Cage Titans one of the promotions that's like an affiliate of the UFC? Cause I know they own so many. No, it's not an affiliate of the UFC, but it's, in terms of like the regional scene, it really is probably the biggest one in the region. Um, and they're only growing too. Like they do a really good job marketing and treating all their fighters really well, making them feel like the UFC fighters and stuff. So that's good to hear. Um, they, I think they have a leg up um, on the on the other promotions in the scene. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm content. Uh, with- I was just also gonna say, like, I, I mean, I've watched a ton of amateur fights. And I just I just want to know your opinion. Where do you feel the level of your entry level amateur fighter is right now in comparison to like let's say five years ago? So an entry level Amy fighter right now, like they're going for the debut compared to a debuter five years ago? Yeah. Uh yeah, it's unreal. Like the the, the sport is ever evolving. Like I'll I'll even put an example right now. We have this kid Drew Arpin. Um He's uh he's out of Lausanne's with me, um and he's been dying to make his debut, and he's been training, you know, probably half a year maybe. Yeah. And he just fought in the last card that I did, and he, he's already slotted for fight of the year in 2023. Really? It was such a high level fight. I highly suggest you guys look it up on see. I'll show you guys after and stuff. Send but the link, it man. Was, I will. It was so he's just a dog, you know, and and I love that. that you know, not to just talk about him, but like. He's a debuter, and this other kid was debuting too, and they just put on a fight of the year. The talent is growing so much, um, and mm. it, it's only going to go up. It's crazy. So, do you, when you're in a local scene like that, I mean, we know it with jujitsu, like, you know, guys, they'll do a tournament or even just train it, even if you don't do tournaments. Like, it's a small world. The jujitsu world is small. You're like one or two people away from knowing somebody, right? Right. You know, I know him. He knows, you know, Drew, and Drew knows this guy, right? Yeah. Do you wind up in a position where you're fighting people that you train with a lot? I, I would assume so. Do you have to fight like friends every once in a while? To be honest, I haven't fought a friend yet, um, and I'm kind of happy about it. But uh, I was—I also say I've, I've had some awkward situations sometimes, like in the back room in these regional scenes. You're training, you're warming up with all these different people. You know, half the fighters of the night are in your side of the locker room and the other half from the other side of the locker room. They separate the blue and the red corner. Is that what they do? Exactly. They separate the blue and the red corners. And there's these 35ers pro that I'm warming up around. And we kind of like gave us, we just kind of like walk by each other and like grill, give a little head nod. But like, because we know we can't be too friendly at this point because you never know what's going to happen. We might be able to fight each other. But I'm the type of guy where... I have a whole new view on this. Everybody has that type of mindset, but I've been breaking it this past, you know, year or so by th- saying like, it, New England MMA shouldn't have to fight New England MMA fighters. I mean, obviously that will happen, and if you, if, you know, if the the rankings align where you need to fight somebody for a belt, then so be it, whatever. But I think in this early stage where you know I'm two and zero, the guy that I was just talking about in the locker room, he's now two uh, two and one. He just lost that last one, unfortunately, but. You know, all these up-and-comers, why don't we just build each other up, cross-train together, and we'll fight all these out-of-staters that, have, that bring the talent, too. Um, 
So I mean, that, that, that winds up being on the organization, though, right? And, and their capacity um, to, to bring to, to, to bring outside talent. To bring outside talent in. It's, if you're going to bring outside talent in, it's like that you got to put them up. You got to pay them the, maybe a little bit more to come in if, or, or, you know, pay for their, give them a per diem, yeah. Yeah, uh, pay true. for their lodging, right? I mean, I, I think that's, that's why it is a I regional think, thing, I right? I also think that's a really good idea because that's really oh, it's attractive a, yeah. because now you have all these New England fans that are New England fans yeah. and fight fans. And now they could just unanimously just vote for their guys. Yeah, yeah. And girls, whatever. But I mean, that's the nature of it. Yeah, like Cage Titans, and then I'm sure there's like a bigger regional organization, and then you get to the Bellators and to the yeah. UFCs, and like you said, they're picking up these smaller organizations. Yeah. I have a similar, like, uh, I think even Sean from Flow and Roll said it. He's like, I want to host, I want to host uh, tournaments between jujitsu gyms. So it's like my gym, your gym, we pick weight classes, and then we have the opponents go and it's like I know you hate when I do this but I just spoke to him last week and like we're we're bouncing some idea you know you know kind of the back end of what yeah, we've talked yeah, about yeah, yeah. and and what we'd like to do for jujitsu it's not exactly there but I get it yeah it's it's a li- it's a, a little bit about creating a regional scene in, in that regard but yeah. giving people a place to come do tournaments or to put no, on but I'm even about like Gracie Baja versus versus uh fight sports or whatever you know what i mean like yeah i mean like the ufc did that right they did the black Zillions versus american top yeah, team like that right? like the, the paul harris type style stuff i how like do, that how do you feel about something like that i mean i know it's just like just let just put on your you know just your just like imagine would you do a, 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 a like a uh ultimate fighting championship you know would you do uh, go into an ultimate fighter type of house would you would you get onto a reality show if you were invited oh, yeah. or even Dana oh, White's yeah. a regional series, one right? like yeah. that's what he's talking about like if yeah. there was if there was like a uf if there was like a tough and then the tough was northeast versus southeast versus yeah. midwest versus west northwest southwest yeah you know like i think you guys are onto something like <laughs> that'd be bad no saying, you're on, you good. did you did it yeah. That's bad. Well, he was talking a, a little idea. bit about cross training not necessarily like not sitting in no, the house he, together but no he was saying like bring like yeah, bring those. Yeah, bring uh, you know. Yeah. So you're fighting different people, so you're not fighting the people in your in your yeah. region. It's well, I, I mean that's the thing. You got to win, right? Like and it. then you move up to an you know nothing against Cage Titans. I'm sure you love them, and but you know the the goal is to start they're, here and and then move into larger organizations, right? I mean that's where that's how you're gonna get where you want to go, right? They're necessary. I've I've let them know that too. Like uh, I you know they, and they know too. They, they, they don't gotta know, know, right? I mean that's got to be common. Yeah, yeah. If, if Sean Shelby's there. I'm sorry. Go they ahead. Know. I'm interrupting you. It's like a little sound delay. I apologize, but go ahead. Yeah. Finish your thought there, Andrew. No, I was I was basically cleared up. I'm just you know I, I let them know and they know it too that we're you know I'm not looking to stay forever, but I'm happy to have this like you know temporary home with them. So you know they treat me well and they understand what's going on. So yeah, yeah. So let I I did we we got some listener questions and we're gonna we're gonna talk about that. But let's go back to just kind of I want to go back to the amateur side of things. You said you had seven amateur fights. What was your what was your record as an amateur? So I went four and three. Um, but those those three losses, man, like, you know, the first loss was my debut, and that's you know, I didn't even really know exactly what I was getting into at that point, honestly. I was fighting for the wrong reasons and shit like that. Uh, but the other two uh, losses I had were actually kids from the same gym down in Alabama, SBG Alabama. Uh, they have a really good gym down there. These kids were studs. One was for the title. Um, that I came up short in a split decision. Um, mm-hmm. Really, really close battle fight. Best fight of my most fun I've ever had in my life. Uh, 
And then the other one was my last amateur fight against his teammate, this kid, Tyler Stevens, who's, you know, real, real tough dude. So, um, and as an amateur, I was fighting the, the, you know, the toughest talent I could to prepare myself for the pros. So I knew what I was getting into. Okay. I, I, I have a question. Like, what do you do to mentally prepare, you know, for, for these type of fights? Uh, my, my mentality shifted like throughout my entire career. Um, you know, at first I, I, like I, I had to like mature, you know, and I, and I felt myself mature. I've seen it now where at first when I was fighting, I thought I had to get all riled up and I, you know, I was like screaming and, you know, at this guy in the, I don't know if you've seen any fights, but like when I, when I faced someone in the amateurs, I'd be in the cage when they're announcing me screaming in their face, trying to get my mentality all riled up and stuff. And I was, I just didn't think that was the right way to go anymore. And now I've taken a more calm approach and like really dialed into my senses and stuff. So, um, I don't know. I, I, I know we both have to prepare for a fight. I try not to actually think about the fight in, um, through fight camp every single day because I think the harder you think about it, as much as I love fighting, I truly love violence. I'll take a couple licks. I'll give it back. I love it. Uh, I just think if you think too deeply into the fight um, on fight night, you're going to get a little nervous and stuff. And why have those nerves act up any other day than on a day of the fight? Uh, and have you found yourself like, uh, have you cut people out of your life? Have you cut uh, bad habits out of your life in order to improve? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, if you're not doing that, you're not trying to be successful. Yeah, um, I'm just talking about like examples, you know, for like, there could be people listening right now that potentially want to go this route, you know, maybe give them a shortcut. It, I think that also like, has to be adjusted to your goals, though. My goal is to be the best of the best. So I had to adjust my day, day to day life. To, in order to do that some people only want to get in there for an experiment type thing and they'll go back to the ways they have um but i think if you want to be the best of the best you have to be willing to sacrifice you know you know fun things that you like to do uh going out to the bars every weekend eating shitty foods drinking you know so i i kind of cut all that out just, just to dedicate for this you said before you were fighting for the wrong reasons you said that first fight what yeah. what, what was that wrong reason and what was the right reason now or what is the, the right reason right now uh so the wrong reason was my first fight man like i just uh i saw the i heard the crowd i you know i walked out to the song all the lights with kanye west <laughs> so like i was even the song was symbolic of the like the bad mentality to have and i was just if you see me walking out on youtube man for that fight uh, i'm just smiling at the crowd like thinking like i'm the man whatever and I, I can't wait to knock this kid out in front of all my people and have them think i'm the man like it was just bad bad mentality and it was an immature mindset to have and uh you know i think everything happens for a reason though and i learned from that very hard i'm a, I'm a huge believer in that and i like that you said that um i know like as a business owner i've had that like i want to prove people wrong or I'm going to do this, I'm going to shove it in their face. Look, I was able to do it. And now I do it for me, man. I do it for me. I, like I have a new, uh, my daughter's working for me. So like my goal is to like build this company for her now. And in the beginning, awesome. it was a little bit more like, I'm going to do this. It helped me do the podcast more. But at the same time, it was like, yeah, fuck my old bosses. I'm going to show them. I don't need them, right? right? And and then that stopped. And I just, it's uh, less weight. You carry less weight. Yeah. When you're yes. doing it for yourself or your family, there's a, a bigger goal than, like you said, all of the lights, all right, you know, yeah. than than that. Like, oh, I'm here for the spotlight. And I'm like, Psh. I the podcast. I mean, we never even did the podcast. The podcast was like sitting around drinking beers with friends, going, "We gotta, we should record this, man. This would be so cool if we were." <laughs> uh, we we used to have uh, one of our first co-hosts was uh, was uh, Junior, 
Junior Vega, and he was a black belt at that at that point. Maybe he's, Brad. He's he had a, just gotten his he's black. Still a black belt. Yeah. Well, I mean, he got he had just gotten his black belt <laughs> I, around I, I'm that just time, I'm just and um, <laughs> he used to just tell us these stories of like he was, you know, kind of the cyborg and Wagner days when those guys were just training and coming up, and they used to call themselves uh, the Avengers, something like that. So he was trained with them during those times, and the stories that he would tell. I would just be like, man, I wish we could have recorded that. We were like, probably never going to have that exact conversation again. And it turned into this. It was never for anybody else. I think that's why this is the most fun for me, is because this was never for anybody else. This was just for me. And I hope, that, I hope that my friends that did it with me had fun and they could look back on this and be like, that was so cool. And, or, and then see a guy like you, like in two years, you know, you're fighting in the UFC, be like, we had that dude on the, you know, yeah. we had that guy on the fuck, yeah, that's so fucking cool. Like, that's why we do, like, cause it, cause that, it's fun. I guess this is like the, the most fun thing I do that's just, if it works, it works. If it doesn't. Yeah, but we're doing you know. it for the right reasons. I had somebody yeah. tell me I had like, uh, I left, I left a job and, uh, I was pretty upset about it. Um, and somebody told me, he's like, Hey man, well, one person's holding a grudge. The other one's out there dancing. So yeah. Yeah. You for know, real. So yeah. That's, uh, that's like the mentality. Me now, I'm just like, like we walked in, Andrew, we, you know, we, we, we had, I had to text you like the, um, our, the main part of the, yeah. the podcast, the equipment goes and I'm just, and I swear to God, I said, I just, I had a pretty tough couple of weeks just with work, just work life, you know, Valentine's day going, I just went to South Carolina. So like, just, it's been so hectic. That I was just like, I, it didn't even phase me. I'm like, all right, we'll we'll figure it out. Old school, let's go old school. We, we filmed without this thing before. We, we don't have to stop. We don't have to call Andrew and tell him we can't do it. It just didn't phase I like me. That. I feel I'm in I'm in a good place with that. It's just like, listen, life is throwing a lot worse at me than a piece of equipment going. You know, we'll figure it, it out. It can always be worse, right? Yeah, yeah, man. And and as as I'm a huge fight fan, you know, and as a fighter, I'm sure it's even worse for you, like. There's things that I've heard of things happening, like you pop a rib or you twist an ankle, like two days before or whatever. Not even fighting sometimes, you know. I've had uh, uh, that, that. That makes me. I, I want to know about. I was. Uh, I was thinking about this. Do you? How do you deal with like loss? Does that? I can look back. Like, I, after everything I just said, there is time with, within jujitsu. I could look back on like losing in a tournament or. Like somebody beating me in the gym that shouldn't have. Yeah. And like it's still, it bothers me, but like when it creeps up, it creeps his yeah. evil little and that, head. And that didn't happen. I guess happen. it's like the devil on the left shoulder, right? The devil's like on yeah. the left. Like that, he pops his head out and I got to be like, it's, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. It, that, that was so long, doesn't mean anything. And on How top do you of that, deal with loss? And on top of that, in front of hundreds of people. Yeah. yeah. Or thousands, right? <laughs> yeah. How, how do you deal with those kind of losses? Do you carry them with you or are you able to be like, you know... Like we say in jujitsu, you know, you don't lose, you learn. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, all that, you know, if you don't, you either win or you learn, right? Uh, but I look at losses as, is, you know, it's so stereotypical to say, whatever, but it's like, it's just huge learning lessons. Um, obviously, you know, if I, if I, if I ever take a loss like I did in the Amis, I'm going to spend a day or two and just be depressed as, you know, hell, you know, and just, you know, cry a little bit or whatever. Um, but I use it as fuel. I really do. I, and, um, I'm not just someone that says that. I, I remember the feeling of losing. I remember the feeling of being outside of the venue the next morning and like, wow, I that just happened to me. Like, I just put all this work in and I came up short like that. Like, that sucks. Uh, but I use it to fuel me and I I use it to to come back like a, like a so much stronger me. Um, and I actually take pride in that. When, when I look back at my Amy career, 
every loss I had, I've, I've never lost twice in a row. Um, I've always come back strong, strong, ready to come back like a whole new version of the gladiator. Right. And, uh, yeah, it just fueled the fire. What, what would you be doing if you weren't fighting? If I wasn't fighting, I mean, I went to school at Bridgewater state. I, I got a degree in marketing, uh, management with the marketing concentration. Um, so no I probably... you got so many sponsors. See what I tell you, the marketing background <laughs> <Yeah>. helps, right? <laughs> A lot of people say like, oh, why aren't you using your degree? But I do use my degree every day. I really yeah. do. I, I use the marketing uh, lessons I learned and stuff and, and imp implement it. But anyway, if I wasn't fighting, I'd probably be doing something like that. Or if I say I stopped fighting right now, say something awful. I don't even want to say it. Yeah. Uh, but I had to stop fighting right now. I try to get into some type of coaching gig or, or I love the sport so much where I, I, I think I need to stay in it, whether it's low level, like personal training every single day or something or, or coaching classes at the gym. Um, I, I don't think I'd be content if I took myself completely out of this. Yeah. yeah. What about cornering? I'd love to corner. Yeah. Um, I've only got the corner one so far. Um, my, my teammate, Joe Poyer, he won the title actually in New York, but yeah. uh, that was an awesome time. Hey, I have, so you know, I've been in in competitions, definitely not at your level, and definitely not doing what you're doing. But I've I've competed, you know, in jujitsu and in wrestling, and I've had you know other things where I've had to compete. And to me, I've always had the mentality of like, your coach knows you, right? Knows how knows how fast you could run, right? And and they're essentially outside looking in. How much value do you give your coach when they're cornering you in a position in a fight? Like what, what makes you do what they tell you to do and what makes you not do what they tell you to do? Uh, so I'm very picky about my corners. Um, and I'm fortunate enough to where I, I put all my trust. I actually thought about this today, not like corners, but my coaches, I put all my trust, like hundred percent of it into my coaches and my, in my corners. Uh, <clears throat> I trust them to, you know, to be able to give me the right moves I need to do in a fight. And I, it's almost like this little superpower that fighters have where, or even maybe even experience in jiu-jitsu competition when everyone's yelling and screaming, you can almost dial in on a single voice. Right. And like, and I, and I hear my coaches over all these thousands of people screaming and shit. It's crazy. And, uh, you know, I, I put all my trust into it. Um, if I didn't trust them, they wouldn't be cornering me. Yeah. So do you wake up? Is this the full-time game? I know I've heard you talk about, uh, I think there's a family business. Your, your dad runs a business. and You got a, a sister, I think, that owns a business, right? But yep. uh, do, do you work with your dad still? Yeah, my dad, uh, he has a, uh, it's like a side gig in the summertime. It's a party time rental. It's a okay. party rental business. He rents out tables, chairs, uh, big party tents. Um, That's a good business. And my, my sister, she runs this uh, pawn shop in Manchester, New Hampshire called U.S. Golden Pond. Um, but I don't really work with my sister, but in the summertime, I help my dad out from time to time, set up tents for the weekends and stuff. Uh, but other than that, this is my full-time gig. I don't do anything else except uh, – actually, I just started doing private lessons. I'm teaching private lessons to some people uh, a few times a week now just to get a couple more bucks. But So uh, let's, let's, let's go back to the jiu-jitsu side of things now. So you started – tell me about how you started fighting. I understand the wrestling. You decide – I mean, you're, are you exercising at a gym and you just start hitting the bag or are you like – I think I'm going to become a fighter. When, when he was me, cutting, you know, he had to yeah, cut like, weight and he went to that gym. Yeah, okay. So that yeah. is, is that where you found you, you, that's where you found this. That's where you found MMA. Uh, there's also, uh, when I was at the gym, there was, uh, so many different fighters at the gym that I'm surrounding myself. It's not like I'm at the gym at Lowe's on MMA and I'm training with 
you know, say there's in a, in a class of 20 people, um, say, say there's 14 just jujitsu guys, people that are going there just because they want to get better jujitsu, which is unreal. It's great. But those there's there's always going to be at least like one or two guys that fight. And there's usually like, like I said, the, the six others. And surrounding myself with them on a day-to-day basis, seeing them get ready for their fights, it's like it's almost an addiction where like, okay, I need to do this. I need to put myself to that next level and grind where they're grinding and uh, you know, and chase that. So and there was actually one kid in particular, this kid Randy Costa. He actually trains down in Florida now these days. Uh he was at uh oh, what the heck's the gym then? I can't think of it right now, but he's he's training down in Florida. Uh he used to come to Lozon's though. That's where he started out and me and him were like boys. He went to the same college as me, you know, and he basically guided me at, at my early stages of my Miami career. How soon were you doing jujitsu when after you found that gym? Was it right away? Right away, right away. I knew I knew I needed to, you know, get those floodgates open and just start doing jujitsu every single day, just to you know implement that. And how how do you feel your jujitsu games improved now since you? I mean, since you started from the from the wrestling to now, is it a couple years? Oh yeah. It's it's uh I think I went to Lozons in 2019, so it's been you know three or four years, and I truly believe that like it's actually one of my strongest at this point. I think at first I was a wrestler with some kicks, and at this point I, I listen. I'm trying to stay as humble as I can. I swear, but I really do think all around <laughs> I, I'm solid. I'm fucking yeah. solid. You gotta like, have uh, you gotta have that as a know, fighter. That, that's a, a you gotta you, have it. We talked a little bit the other day. You don't. I mean, a lot of MMA guys just don't do belts. They don't put on the key. But there's still kind of a level. I mean, if you're training, if you, how often were you training in the beginning? Was it like immediately, okay, five days a week, six days a week, every day? Were you training right away? Did you know this is what you were going to do? Or were you saying, oh, you know, I'll go to training after work today, you know? After wrestling was over, because um, wrestling was like a full-time gig too, but after wrestling was over, it was probably – every day but maybe like once a day okay Um, so and and i'm asking that to go you know we talked about belts and i'm like four years you're training let's just even say once a day five days a week three to five days a week typical school you're going to be about a purple belt right about now you're going to be purple a couple of stripes so that's respectable like you you know again we talked about you like well i don't really you know we don't do belts i don't know what belt i'd be at now then you talk about people who compete maybe they get held back a little bit longer so you know if somebody was like doing tournaments Who's like a, in a in a gi? They'd probably be a blue. That coach would be kind of holding them back. I don't know if you call it sandbagging. Well, compa- no, but, it's compa- you know, no. I think there's competitive yeah, belts, right? There's competitive belts, and then we talk yeah, about that a too. Yeah, a competitive blue belt. I've seen competitive yeah. blue belts fucking mop the floor. I mean, but easily belt, yeah. he'd be a, he'd be a purple belt. And, yeah, you know, and and the tenacity of an MMA fighter. Yeah, and just just like. I don't know. It feels different when when anytime you deal with a professional athlete, it feels different. And yeah. then, especially like between a high school wrestler and a collegiate wrestler, man, there could be a thirty-pound difference, and that collegiate wrestler just has that mentality and that tenacity to just overtake that, and it it transfers to jujitsu equally. Is, is there a Mrs. Andrew? Is there a Mrs. <laughs> is there a Mrs. Nah, Valdina? Nah, man. I, I don't know if you saw my uh, my last Instagram post on on Valentine's Day, but I was holding like, a training dummy. I was oh, like, yeah, yeah, I did see that. That's the I only miss I got. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like, you know, even a girlfriend or anything? No girlfriend? I, you know, I, I go on a couple of dates here and yeah. there. I'm not going to give my whole love life on this it's, podcast. No, no, but, but yeah. you know, okay, well, it's always, my questions are always leading somewhere. My questions are always leading somewhere because I like to get a feel of like, 
how you know the person in this relationship is like are you fucking crazy you're going you know you're going you're yeah. picking this profession where you're going to get punched in the face every day it takes a very unique individual to to come into a situation like that not that they don't exist but that's not an easy transition for somebody who's never dated somebody who's a fighter you know I hear you. on a on such a small level and my listeners probably get sick of me talking about this my wife hated in the beginning i was training jujitsu 6 days a week easily 6 days a week uh, open mats on the weekend and she hated it and now she understands it. She found kickboxing and she does that on her own. You know, more like, I quote, like the dance fighting, you know, they just hit the bag and, and, and hit pads and not, she's not really sparring. But she found something she was passionate about and now understands this. Plus, I don't do this now six days a week. You know, it's like I train three or four days a week and, you know, do some weights and the podcast and work. Life yeah, happens. But I always like to understand, you know, it. I know what I went through. It's not always easy to find somebody that's going to be and like... And that's just jujitsu, jitsu rec- Recreational jujitsu. Yeah, that's recreational not, jujitsu, and it's hard for somebody. two, three times a day, and then there's recovery. And getting hit and in the face. At least we don't get hit in the stretch. face. Bro, it's yeah. not even that's, about that. Like, yeah. if, if you only just got hit in the face once a week, you know, like, let's, let's say theoretically you could fight once a week. I think if you could just go fight once a week, and that was all the, all the time you spent doing that, like, you're not going to have a hard time. But it's the... It's the... I got to wake up at 9 a.m. and I got to stretch. And then by 11 a.m. I'm doing warm-up drills. And now my my passive income is while I'm at the gym, I eat a quick breakfast and now I teach two privates. And then from the two privates, I go into my afternoon. I'm doing strength and conditioning. After my strength and conditioning, I eat and I rest a little bit. Maybe I get one more private in. Does that sound about right? And then like- Yeah, I was going to say, he's hitting the nail on the head right now. Yeah. He knows, and he then knows. and then you have the night competitive yeah. class, and that's yeah, yeah. when you do your yeah. hard spot. You want to do this stuff at night because that's when you fight in real life. Absolutely, you know. So you want to condition yourself. You want to play loud music. You want to. There's like a bunch of shit you got. I know. I know a lot of MMA fighters. I'm not gonna say I know a lot of MMA fighters. I I follow enough MMA fighters on Instagram, and I've been around <laughs> them enough to know that they do wild shit that seems wild, but makes total sense for fighting. Like they'll stay up all night playing video games. It's like, why are you doing that? Well, I live in Florida, and I got to fight in Vegas, and right now it's 7 o'clock. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, yeah. It's like it's, I got to get conditioned to 8 p.m. Vegas time, which is 11 p.m. Florida time, and I'm not a big star, so I can't go over there and stay in the P.I. for fucking, <laughs> you know? So it's like it's a, it's a, it, when you're at the bottom, like it's even harder to yeah, grind absolutely. at the top, you know? So I would say it'd be pretty difficult to date. <laughs> Thank you for answering that, Miguel. Yeah, he killed it. He's that was about, perfect it's about right. <laughs> <laughs> so we actually got some listener questions that we're going to get into, Andrew. Uh, right. And I'm going to preface this with, you know, some people commented, right? And then some people sent me messages. Okay. I don't know if one or two of these are guys that you fought might be fighting or even maybe. Who's the guy that you're fighting that's coming up? What, what What's his name? I'm fighting this kid, Michael Taylor. Michael Taylor. I don't think any of these are from Michael Taylor. So I hope I wish there was. <laughs> so this first Clap one, back. no, because you know, like I look at the tone a lot of times, like you know, when uh, uh, when we put out the questions post, you know, somebody might come in and be try to be a dick. Um, yeah. But I'm gonna ask this first one and understand. I'm reading what they said. <laughs> so this is uh, it's it's just Tony. It's just Tony J. Oh, is your buddy okay? He says, "Ask Valdina, the ballerina, how many rounds he expects to this next fight to go." And explain <laughs> uh, the ballerina part. 
<laughs> yeah, I bet you got a real kick out of that one. Yeah. But anyway, uh, <laughs> nah, he's a good shit. He's actually one of my uh, he's he's one of my sponsors. This uh, company, Word of Honey, just starting it up. Okay. Uh, but anyway, to answer his question, um, I actually I'm pretty infamous for giving my uh, predictions leading up to fights, and I've been pretty spot on lately. Um, but I gave a prediction earlier on an Instagram live with Cage Titans actually, and I said that I am gonna finish him. Um, I'm pretty vague at this point. I usually dial in my prediction closer to fight night, and I, I don't know how all that works, but the closer I get to fight night, I, I, I almost have this little insight like my goddamn genie. And yeah. uh, I think uh, I'm going to finish him. It's not going to go longer than two rounds. That's all I can say right now. Okay. Submission finish? Oh, he do said you, no more. Okay, I'm not going to press. I'm not going to press. Do you use like visualization? Do you meditate? Because usually people that do that, they wind up kind of doing what you just said is like I kind of dial it in. What is there something about what you do that helps dial it in, or is it just no? I just I kind of feel it. I kind of just feel it. I mean, the the stuff that I work and and it comes uh to match up with the the opponent that I'm fighting and their style. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, so that's kind of where it comes from. All right. So if Tony, his name is Tony. Tony, if yeah. Tony, he's got to listen to the podcast, and then uh, yeah. then we can we might give him a T-shirt or a mug. All yeah, right. Okay, so cool. we got we choose, got choose the Dan mug. Walsh MMA. You know this guy. Yep. Okay, he's. Uh, I think we kind of touched on this a little bit, but what's the biggest evolution you've seen in you, in your jujitsu over just the last year? That's a good. Uh, that's actually a teammate of mine at Lozans. He's a good kid. Um, biggest evolution in my own jujitsu in the past year, uh, I would say. So I've been working with this kid Carlos Lazoya. It's kind of more of a specific answer, uh, but. There's this kid, Carlos Zoya. He's a really good black belt. He's a collegiate wrestler, high level, really just a stud all around. Uh, and he's a small guy, too. And I've been rolling with him so often this past year because uh, I just met him. He just came to the Lausanne's. And he's been showing me the style of jiu-jitsu where, like, instead of these stupid, like, early novice type of mistakes where I'm just being a spaz, moving around all the time, he likes to slow cook his opponents, right? So we're like, uh, I love you know, it. you really make them feel your weight and you stay on top and get them tired by doing such little movements. So I'm being, my efficiency, I'd say my efficiency to, to keep it short is the the biggest evolution. You just described the, my jiu-jitsu. Yeah, and, and the way my that's coach unreal. That's old man jujitsu. I like that's I like cook my opponent. That, that's yeah, cooking him. Yeah, my so that's a lot, of, a lot of leg dragging, shoulder pressure. Yes, sir. So yep. I, are you are you familiar like with the jujitsu like the big guys in jujitsu? Not big as in weight, but like big like they're kind of famous in the jujitsu community. Have you heard of uh, Andrew Wiltsey from Daisy Fresh? No. Well, I don't. No, I don't I think he started his own gym. So I would recommend. Right okay. to to look up Andrew Wiltsey. He's sponsored. He's the only BJJ player that's sponsored by a food place, Panda Express. Panda Express. Because <laughs> every time, and this dude wins worlds. This dude wins everything, and he 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 like he like loves them. But he basically stalked them. Yeah. Into getting a sponsorship. He submitted them into sponsoring him <laughs> because they, he got so many people in the jiu-jitsu community to just be like, bug him, bug him, bug him. I did. I contributed. Uh, but anyways, I would suggest look into Andrew Wiltsey, and he, he has a very almost MMA focus. He's a takedown guy. He's submission hunting. He, When it comes to guard passing, it's called the buzzsaw system. Like, I mean, he does not stop. Um but in terms of that pressure, that shoulder pressure, he has a very good shoulder pressure technique. So I'm just, 
I'm just throwing that That's out there. That's a Gordon Ryan thing too. Like you, if you said, if you, if, if you, he's lazy. I like the the the, the slow cook him. I like that. Yeah, he's yeah. Lazy. He's lazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Gordon Ryan's literally the laziest. Yeah. yeah. I got. I get it. I want him yeah. up. Yeah. 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 Look up Andrew Wiltsey. You can just yeah. tell me I'm retarded. <laughs> my uh, my my profile's public. You can just go ahead and send me a DM. Uh, okay. So we got we actually got a question from Cage Titans. They okay. said, "What what is it like to fight in Cage Titans?" <laughs> Uh, uh, I, I, so, of course, so, yeah, yeah, right? the self promotion here. Real got, creative, uh, Cage yeah. Titans. This is me being completely honest. I'm not trying to butter up for them, uh, but I've, I've said it in multiple podcasts where they just do it right compared to other regional scenes. Like I said earlier, we're touching upon that a little bit where. They, they just treat us all like the, the highest level of UFC fighters by, you know, giving us our own gear in the locker room to, to walk into the locker room and, and receive. Um, you know, they give us all, you know, fight banners that we can promote ourselves in social media. Um, I, I just think it's it's the right promotion uh, to choose if you really want to get yourself to that next level just because they, they have such big reach and they can reach a, such a large audience compared mm-hmm. to these other uh uh promotions so i'm so happy and lucky that you know i this is my first organization i fought for and i've been sticking with them and you know until whatever promotions next sorry our, our emergency yeah. phone things are going off somebody just got kidnapped Uh-oh. <laughs> that's a, not funny no well i mean it's an amber alert yeah so somebody just got kidnapped it's Facts, the worst. Right? um do you see are you familiar with like one championship from yeah. right so um would you like, would you travel to Asia to fight? Do you want to stay in the U.S.? I mean, is it? Uh, uh, I, I'm going to say it this way: We interviewed somebody who had turned down a Bellator contract because he was waiting for the UFC, and then he got onto Dana White's Contender Series. I won't say the name, and then and now and he didn't get on. Not to say that he'll never get on, but is it in your opinion? Would you kind of like take the best first offer? Take the first offer, period. Yeah. Or are you waiting for the best offer? Like, do you think about those kind of things on, on a daily basis, or? You know, as fights are coming up, I do. I actually think about that a lot. Um, and there's so many different avenues you can take in the sport. Where, you know, again, it depends on your goals, whatever. But even if you wanted to get to the best of the best, um, talent-wise, any of these organizations will do its justice. You know, I mean, regardless if it's quote unquote UFC, where everyone puts that as like the number one, and maybe it is. It probably is, but. Uh, I my goal in particular is not to be getting into the UFC. My goal is to be the best of the best in the world. And regardless of what promotion that is, I'm gonna pursue it as hard as I can. Hey, it'll be the best. Uh, and my my coaches might get mad at me for this, uh, depending on which one you ask. But I've almost said to myself, where like I'm not taking anything away from my opponents at all. But as an amateur, uh, I'm gonna get to my point. I promise. But as an amateur, I fought really tough people to prepare myself for the pros. Now, as a professional, um, some people take the approach of taking like the hard fight right off the bat, your debut and your pro. Like that's you know, if, you know, if I'm gonna get somewhere, let me fight the toughest of the tough, or else I'm never gonna make it. Um, that works for some people, but for me, what I did was fight tough people, the pros, and now I'm kind of just resetting a little bit and taking some fights that kind of build the the record a little bit, but. These guys are still tough. They show up yeah. anywhere, anytime. The UFC, I mean, the uh, UFC's doing that. Yeah, I mean, look just, at Sean O'Malley. Like uh, they uh, fed that dude cans for fucking three, four <laughs> fights. They were tough, I, but like for his you know skill what? level. Sean O'Malley, say what you want about him. I think that's the smartest way to do it. Because I agree. He built himself to be prepared for these tough people. Yeah. So 
what I'm getting at is if I got a UFC offer after this next fight, mm-hmm. I'd probably turn it down. I mean, I probably would because my goal isn't to get to the UFC. It's to be ready for the UFC. And when I'm there is to keep excelling. Yeah, you don't want to you, you yeah. get that call. They do that a lot at yeah. the UFC. And especially they do they like if somebody... They a two-fight contract. And, and, or they, you know, hey, listen, when somebody dropped out, do you want to fight? You get that call. Maybe it's the last minute. You're prepared, but you're maybe not... You might be physically prepared, but maybe not mentally prepared to take a fight in the UFC three days later, a week later, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Um, right. I mean, would you would you take that again? So we're talking about contract, and we're talking about a fight. You know, would you take a last minute fight? And if, if Bellator or UFC called you up and said, "Hey, listen, we oh. got this opening. Somebody dropped out. Would you take it?" Yeah, that's a different story. I, if it's a last minute replacement, and they need somebody. Luckily, I stay ready all the time, um, and I hundred percent would take that. Yeah. Uh, I think you'd be a fool not to. Yeah. Um, you hear but, that? Uh, yeah. And, and I mean, I think I think the UFC. Uh, you know, for all. The, the complaints that you hear from fighters, we don't know. We you know we hear it from them, but I I can probably say that every fighter that I've seen that has taken a last minute fight, the UFC always gives them another shot. Yeah, the you you know if they come in and you lost a last minute fight and you did you performed well, even if you performed okay, they almost always give that guy another shot. Yeah, they give him a shot and they give him time and like it's just like thank you for doing that, thank you for filling in for sure. Now we're gonna give you another fight. That's so appropriate. I mean I I would definitely take it. I mean, I know, you know, Juan turned down, right, that, that Bellator contract. Yep. Uh, Juan Puerto, we had him on the on the show. He, he talked about turning, he turned down a Bellator contract. He won the contract. Contender Series fight. And then he won it, then he, years later, he yeah. finally gets a shot with the UFC, which is the Contender he Series. He wins, but he but doesn't get chosen. the contract, yeah. So, mm. Mm, you And, know. I mean, I have my own opinions about that, you know, but it's like, I think in the UFC, not only do you have to be a good fighter, you also have to be a good interview. And you also have to be a showman. So it's like you have to prepare for quite a bit. What do you think about that, Andrew? Do you, do you feel the, that the that's UFC, correct? I, I do. And uh, I think the UFC, obviously, it's a fighting organization. But I have, you know, I have friends that are, you know, gone to the contender series, like you said, and they've experienced the PI and all this different stuff, the employees. And I even have Joe Lowe's on, who's been in the uh, UFC for, you know, how, who knows how long, where it's a freaking marketing department. It really is. That's exactly yeah. what the UFC is. Uh, so it's an like, entertainment it's company. It's a brand. It's on. a yeah. You, it's a modern day coliseum, and you are a gladiator. Yeah. And if you want to be yeah. the guy who they send out there to get eaten by the lion, then you could be a you could be that guy. And if you want to be the journeyman who's out there, you could be that guy too, or you could be a star. And it's is Lausanne still he he fought like last year, right? He's he fought in twenty twenty two, right? He's still part of the UFC. I think is it might it, have been 2021 where he fought Jonathan Pierce and and he and he beat him in uh, a UFC Boston. Actually, was freaking sick at the guy. Yeah. But he was supposed to fight uh, Donald Cerrone, but that got pulled out. Like uh, Cowboy pulled out, and then Joe had to pull out because of a knee injury. So it never happened. Yeah. Always one of my favorite fighters. I mean, I remember him. Cerrone. From, uh, yeah. No. No. Uh, Lozano. Oh, Lozano. Yeah. I remember seeing him in the, in the house on Ultimate Fighter. And then yeah. it's like when, you know, he's like a state. There's a certain attachment that you have when I watched probably the first 10 season and then I kind of faded away. Life, yeah. you know, life just gets in the way. But like I watched, people, yeah, I, I watched so many of those seasons and you, I think you become attached over the years. Like you, oh man, he was in the fighters. Like you automatically have this, like this connection to them and yeah. you root for them. You know, I, I tell people like, I don't have fighters. I never, I, I don't watch a lot of fights with like, like this is my fighter and I'm going to root for him and I'm going to put money on him. I want to see good fights. Yeah. 
It's not like it's almost like watching football team and rooting for both fight yeah. for both teams. Like when this team is up, I'm you know I'm rooting for the underdog, and then you know when it when it switches, I'm rooting for the. You don't have a dog that's in the, the race. Way, you don't have that's a dog the way in the race, I, yeah. I watch I watch MMA specifically. When I watch the UFC, I'm I could go back and forth rooting for them. I may not be screaming it, but yeah. inside in my head, I'm going like, "Come on, man, you got some more." Oh, he got some more. Oh, shit. Come on, bud. Come on. Unless. You got some more, too. You could do it. You know, I go back and forth like that. I don't have fighters that I root for like that, but I definitely have food fighters I I like, I like root against. Yeah. And it's usually the guys that talk a lot. You know, I don't like the talkers. I don't like to, you know, show me it in the ring. Don't all the blah, you know, blah, 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 you know all the talking. The I don't like those guys. Those are the only guys I'll root against. Otherwise, there's you know, one like, more. I, go ahead. There's one more. The guy who comes out for the fake handshake and throws mm. a blow or the uh, girl. Yeah, that guy's. Yeah. You're never going to live that down. You think that's working Dude, in your favor. That's, you I'm saying down. when you're rooting against somebody hard. Yeah. Yeah. That one for me is. That ever happened to you? No, that <laughs> did never happen to me. It never will. I'm going to make sure that. Protect you yourself at all. You got to protect yourself long. at all times. <laughs> you got to do that. You got to do the head nod before. You do. Yeah. You throw up your hand and you go. You know? But that guy could also that guy could. And still if that do guy it. goes like this and it's still yeah. a little sus, yeah, you do yeah. the John Jones hand. Yeah, <laughs> real far. You know what's crazy? You just yeah. said that. Like before this podcast, I was driving. I, I was watching like a fight on YouTube. I, actually, let's take I'm that. I'm driving away. and fight. Like, yeah, yeah, your insurance yeah, rates yeah, are going to go up. No, 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 <laughs> that didn't happen. I was parked. But anyway, uh, I was watching this fight and because it just popped up, Cage site is put up. It was my old, it was my teammate, but it was an old fighter. His his debut, and he signaled for a glove touch. And the guy said, yeah, they go out in the ring, and the guy fakes it, hits him with a couple, like, one-twos, but yeah. no. my teammate thankfully knocked him out. It was good. Yeah. Thank I love, I, you can see those guys that come in real, you know, yeah. they the hesitate latest, a little bit. They're like, you know, okay, and then they, they touch really far away. The latest one that sticks in my mind, it was in the UFC. It was those two females, and she comes out for a glove touch and then throws a high head kick. Oh, Jesus. And yeah. and that other girl obliterates her in, like, a second. It Protect was yourself so at all good. times, all right? You know, they, they let you... You know, touch hands in yeah. the beginning, and then it's like go back. Protect yourself all right. at all times. We got a couple more questions. So we've got, uh, I'm going to say, Ailes JML. He says, okay. anything you wish you knew as an amateur that you know now. Um, uh, anything I wish I knew as an amateur that I knew that I know now. Uh, that it's not gonna. This is. It's kind of like maybe you should know it as an amateur. It's pretty like straightforward, but I've definitely been embracing this mentality as a pro now. Where I just I realize this this goal, this dream, is not going to last forever. Um, everybody has an end date, right? Whether it's you know you you, you fight until you die, or you, you fight until you you know your knees give out or whatever. Um, so really embrace the time you have as an amateur and getting those training sessions in, giving it your absolute all. Because when it's over, you're going to be left with that question: Did I give it all, or was there a little bit more that I could have gave? So um, definitely remember that right. going into all your training sessions. I like that. Yeah. How do you how do you uh how do you take sparring? Like, do you do hard sparring? Sometimes hard sparring, not hard sparring. Uh, it's all at mixed. All? Uh, so I, I actually only spar once a week. Uh, I used to spar a couple times a week, but I've, I've reduced it. I don't think it's really necessary. Some people do, maybe whatever. Uh, I, I do Saturday mornings, and I'll mix in like we do like five three-minute rounds, then we do five five-minute rounds. Mm-hmm. The three-minute rounds, I usually go a little bit lighter, maybe with someone new, just to work on some new things and give them some, you know, looks, whatever. And then when the five-minute rounds happen, that's when, like, the pros really step in, and um, we all... Sometimes it's some people that really bring the pace, and you just, I just always match the pace of who I'm going with. Um, but if there's a fight that I have lined up, 
I'll actually sometimes take a day out of the week that's not a Saturday, come in and ask specific training partners to come in and I'll spar them for my, you know, three, five minute rounds, whatever. And it'll be a pretty good, pretty hard pace. That's good. Yeah. And at, at your weight class, I mean, you guys, you guys move all over yeah. the place. Yeah. And the cage, athletic. it's, it's, uh, yeah, very athletic. And then also, I mean, being, being a, a smaller fighter, the cage is bigger, you know, so you got more to work with and it, it makes things more difficult. I think, you know, closing the distance, um, yeah, no, I was just wondering because, like, you know, there's there's a lot of talk about just just brain injury, and and fighting, and people taking different approach, approaches. You know, like Max Holloway, he's like, I already know how to fight. I don't need to get hit. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying. But like at the no. amateur level, you you got to take your. Legs. I think that's changed a lot. I mean, it wasn't. I would say maybe what the last just couple of years. Yeah. You know the whole like maybe we shouldn't cut weight like this anymore, and maybe we shouldn't be getting you know doing hard sparring three days a week. Like yeah. people are becoming a lot smarter about this. Um, do you think, can somebody, who, who did, I don't know if it was Max Holiday, um, who's a, a Kukui? Um, oh, Ferguson. Uh, Ferguson. Ferguson did like no, was it like his last fight? He did like, he trained himself, so he did no hard sparring. Do you think that you can go into a fight without doing any hard sparring before? Uh, I mean, it's hard to say cause I've never done that, but I think I could, I mean, uh, Sparring, sparring is mainly used these days for me. Like I'm not looking to like get hit and see how well I take it. You know, I'm yeah. I'm going into sparring rounds to work on things that I've been drilling every single day with my coaches. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as long as I'm getting my reps in with my coaches, I'm sure I do uh, fine uh, sparring. You know, I mean, uh, fighting without a sparring. But Tony Ferguson should not have sparred leading up to that last fight. Let me just say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it. My, he kind of feels kinda, like it might feel, be getting to him already. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's almost taking like that Diego Sanchez type. God, I was just thinking road. the same name, man. I've been following it's him lately. So... The shit that he's putting out. I want to like stop following him, but then I don't want to miss the craziness. Not <laughs> not not as like I don't want to miss the craziness as far as like I want to see him implode. Yeah, I just want to like I'm interested in hearing like, like why, where is this where's going? This gonna go? Where is yeah. this going now? I feel kind of yeah. bad, you know. I do too. Yeah. I mean, do you think? Is it? Is it the blows to the head? I mean, yeah, probably. It's, so, it's like the most obvious thing. You yeah. Know? It's just like. He's had about 14 of those Clay Guida fights. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Man. You, you, ever, you ever have a banger like that? Have you ever had a, an all out war like that yet? In a fight? Yeah. 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 You know, in the ring. Uh, that, that title fight that I had with, uh, as an amateur, we went five rounds and, you know, we were trading a lot, but it, it wasn't anything close to what you guys are talking about. With yeah. Them. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Takes oh. a toll, man. Yeah. Hey, man, right. hey, I still give it up to Diego I, Sanchez. I, we got one last question. Don't okay. hang up. We're going to take some. We're gonna have Bo take some pictures of us just for a promo and so we can uh, create some launch images, things like that. So this one, again, this is uh, one of the ones in the beginning where I apologize that I don't <laughs> – you might know this guy or he might just be being a dick. Uh, right. This is Joey Starnuts. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know this guy yeah, too? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's good. He says, ask Valdina – Blondes or brunettes, blunts or joints. <laughs> Blondes or brunettes, and then blunts or joints. Blunts or joints. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, listen, listen. I'm gonna have to tell certain girls not to watch. No, no, no. But uh, <laughs> no, I'm definitely a blonde girl. I, I think I think I like blondes more. Um, I'll probably say it, whatever. But um, and then when it comes That's to blunts okay. or joints, I'm a joint guy. I think the blunts take too much of a toll on my lungs. So yeah. Definitely All right. Blunts. Yeah. Do you think, are you using marijuana for recovery? I mean, is that like an obvious question? 
Yeah, is it, I like is it recreational? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it does it does it really take the edge off the pain for you, like to help you recover? Uh, you know what it more so does, man. Like maybe that is helping. I'm, you know, if you look into the science, maybe it does help me recover. But uh, I only usually, you know, smoke at the end of the night. I've actually been switching to edibles now. Um, but I, I, I think it just helps me. Just like I, I'm nonstop go, go, go from the time I wake up to right when I get to back to my place to relax for the rest of the night. And yeah. that's when I'll do. It. I can just take the edge off and like do something that's actually like non-combat related and you know i feel like it's just it's a little bit of a switch it's an on-off switch for the brain it's like okay you know just let me turn this off and 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 eating it is way less harsh yeah you you metabolize it different so you have more of a body high you know um i think i think i wouldn't even call it you know what you said i would say supplementing with edible (laughs) uh thc is what i would do what about uh, you, Milton? Blondes, brunettes, blondes yeah. or joints? Uh, brunettes and um, bulls. <laughs> yeah. Guys, right, what about you over there now? Uh, uh, man, I'm going to have to go with blondes and blunts, man. Yeah. Blondes. My wife is brunette. His wife is I might is make blonde. a shirt because I like the way that sounds. Uh, brunettes and joints. All right. Yeah. That was pretty good. Yeah. All right, brother. Listen, I appreciate That's you doing this, question. man. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh, hold on. Uh, no, no, no. Oh, oh, okay. sponsors. Oh, yeah, let's, yeah, let's give sponsors? it a, Hey, I'm glad he stopped me. But go ahead and uh, and and uh, give us a rundown of your sponsors. Give him some shout outs. This yeah, is your time. Yeah. What's up? Sorry. Whoops. No. Um, one sec. I got to pull it up on my phone really quick. That's okay. Do what you got to do. <clears throat> All right. So, um, these sponsors, I'm very thankful for them. They, they hey, definitely help me. Put your, uh, yeah, put the cat. There you go. Perfect. That's better. Here we yeah, go. Yeah. Good? yeah, 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 yeah. I'm very thankful for all these companies that sponsor me. Some are, you know, brand new. Some have been sticking with me since, you know, even my first name with your fight. I'm thankful for them. They definitely helped me keep my head above water. Uh, so to start, Jen's Jewelers, um, I'm just going to name some, like, where they're where they're at and kind of what they're about really ahead, quick. Jewelers, they're in uh, Billerica, Massachusetts. Um, you know, they, they just sell jewelry, and I'm, I'm very grateful for them. They're a newer co- uh, company to sponsor. Uh, Get Right Nutrition. They are located in Drake, Massachusetts, the hometown, and that's my go-to spot for after my workouts. I'll I'll go up right over there and get some you know protein shakes. So they got these like protein balls that are unreal. Um, highly suggest everyone goes there and gets the Gladiator Shake. They actually named it out. Yeah. <laughs> um, Maddie C Sports for you and me. That's a local regional podcast in the in the area, and uh, you know he decided to you know give me a sponsorship just for this fight here thankful for him he gives me the platform to you know promote my fights uh hurricane hydraulics i actually don't know too much about him because this is a brand new sponsorship um but i'm very thankful for him i think he actually trains or his son trains at lowe's in mma um so i appreciate the support invisaware that's a that's a, it's actually a cool company they stuck me since day one my first amateur fight uh basically what that company is, is you'll have like a piece of jewelry like this like a little ring or something and hidden inside is a little button you can press if you're feeling uncomfortable where like say you're leaving the bar at like you know two in the morning and you're alone and you see like a shady group of guys or something or yeah. you get in an accident and you don't have a cell phone or something you can press this button you maybe service will come right away um really? it's like life under- alert holy shit. yeah it is but it's a more fashionable type thing you know what i mean like yeah okay uh, you try to hide it better than just having that's very cool man there. i'm usually the guy scaring the people <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're a big fucking teddy bear, bro. Come on. Milton, I might have to gift you an Invisalign right yeah, this man, guy. Yeah, that's very cool, man. <laughs> I make you cross I'm, I'm going to need one. 
um next is mcneil landscaping uh i wrestled with this kid through high school he's a great guy really uh tough hard worker and he does basically all the landscaping and all the plowing actually for all of basically northern massachusetts nice uh, i love a guy who plows. <laughs> pete the job guy yeah jack florida he's a pretty good guy yeah. Uh, thankful for him. He uh, he actually hooked me up with this podcast here, getting my name out to you guys. I can't. I, I seriously appreciate you guys having me on. Like I can't thank Pete enough for you know getting my name out there. Too. Absolutely. Let fun. me let me add that he he runs a company called Ascendo, and they do staffing. So like uh, his webs his uh his Pete the Job Guy podcast is a lot about getting his name out there and uh and uh, I don't say just getting business, but educating people on career paths, career advice. And then again, he can help companies with staffing and, and find them the right people oh, to help cool. them build their companies. No, so cool. Cool. I know a little bit about him. Hmm. <laughs> you just said that better than I would. So. <laughs> well, it's, it's, uh, Pete, the job guy is your sponsor, not Ascendo, but he runs Ascendo. He's like, he's the man. He's the CEO hey. of, uh, I, I know he runs the Jacksonville location. And I think maybe even there's a, a couple of other locations, Georgia and, and South Florida. Complete sidebar. Does that not look like Chewy Jiu-Jitsu? Yeah, it looks like him a little bit if he was like cutting yeah. weight and fighting yeah. <laughs> and getting all tatted up. Yeah. <laughs> the guy over your right shoulder. Over your right that, shoulder. Ah, that guy? That's in the tight. Yeah. No, you're, no, you're, you're left, right. Yeah. Your other right. Yeah. He kind of looks, he kinda <laughs> right. looks, he kinda looks like Chewy. Arnold. That's one of the kids that uh, was in the locker room. Maybe we're both 35ers, whatever. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Pete the Job Guy. Very thankful for him. Any other um, sponsors? Anyone yes, Facebook Fight Co. Um, they actually have this hoodie right here. They just came out with new crewnecks. Uh, they're a company that comes out with like custom rash guards and grappling shorts. Um, they just came out with hats as well. The brand new drop they had is is unreal. It's like white gear with like graffiti saying like Face Off Fight Co. It's kind of like Fresh Prince of Bel Air inspired. Okay, really nice. cool. They got a promo uh, code. I do. If you use uh, Valdina at checkout, you get five dollars off your order. There you go. There, there you go. Um, see, we see Miguel. Miguel, you're learning, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're doing over there. Yeah, man. Uh, U.S. Golden Pond. That's again. That's my uh, oldest sister's company that she runs with uh, her boyfriend, and that's in Manchester, New Hampshire. They give the best deals around. I highly suggest anybody in the area goes to them. And finally, we have Present Arms, um, another brand new sponsor. I got this actually like two or three weeks ago, and uh, that kid Anthony Tony Jacobs that actually asked the question. He was doing a little bit of like. Uh, networking for me and he hooked me up with this guy and present arms is all about uh custom gun stocks they make custom gun stocks for you if you're into that so okay uh, that's pretty cool like that's i also... said man, you're, you're the only person we've had on ever that has more sponsors than us yeah <laughs> also present I, arms. i'm very gracious for it all though, <laughs> that's great yeah, listen I'm... it's it's great when you can get the help man and uh it's it's great that you shot again. I saw you shouting them out on on you know do my little research and hear you on some podcasts and stuff. So it's good that you know. Not everybody does it. They get they get sponsors and then they forget. Hey, listen, you got to shout them out. You got you know it's what helps yep. you you know it's get the job. Symbiotic done, relationship. You know? So again, listen, man. Thank you very much for doing this. Don't don't hang up. We're gonna take those pictures, but we yeah. appreciate it. We'll put this out uh, probably uh, by the middle of next week. And again, you're on our throwback episode, yeah, so congratulations. TBT, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, brother. Thank you, man. Thank you for doing this. Thank you, so thank much. you guys so Take much. Take care, I man. All right. Thank you to Neutral Zone CBD, a combat family-owned company that supports athletes and the people who love them. Neutral Zone strives to deliver clean CBD products for sports recovery in gummies, lotions, balms, roll-ons, and more. 
After a competition, a hard rolling session, or a tough day on the job, Neutral Zone has a product designed to help you reduce inflammation, increase cell rejuvenation, and may even help with aging joints. Visit NeutralZoneCBD.com and get 25% off your order with code JJD. And follow them on Instagram too at MyNeutralZone. Jiu-Jitsu's favorite monthly subscription box has now joined the Jiu-Jitsu Dummies podcast. The BJJ box is delivered to your door filled with premium jiu-jitsu and grappling apparel, equipment, supplements, supplies, snacks, and more. The crew at the BJJ box find the best in the world of jiu-jitsu and guarantee every box to be worth more than the cost. Each box includes four to seven items you're going to love. Visit thebjjbox.com and use code JJD10 to get $10 off your very first box. And give them a follow on Instagram at TheBJJBox. Special thank you to the crew over at Flow and Roll for all their support. Flow and Roll is renowned for their incredible Nogi rash guards, shorts, and leggings. Flow and Roll has quickly become the premier custom apparel provider for academies big and small throughout the United States. Reach out today to discuss your custom order and ask about their incredible pre-order program. You can send an email to flowenroll at gmail.com or visit their Instagram at flow underscore n underscore roll and shoot them a direct message. And yes, they can create an awesome custom gi for your academy as well. Visit flowenroll.com to check out their awesome designs and while you're there, pick up a Jiu-Jitsu Dummy Signature Tee exclusively at flowenroll.com. And remember, you'll get 20% off your purchase of t-shirts, rash guards, or gis with code JJD. All right, man. Very cool. That was dope. Oh, my God. Where'd he go? Hey. Uh, we got rid of the TV. Just clean we, things we up just, a little bit. Yeah, clean things up. Go back to the design. We think we figured it out. Bo yeah. thinks we might have it figured out, and we'll uh, have our equipment fixed. Maybe. Next episode. I, I think I have a solution, at least. Yeah. So... I, I never make announcements. Like, I never say who the next guest is going to be I, I just in case. Really, I got really fucking frazzled. So through the whole uh-huh. entire episode, I was kind of, like, sweating. I was watching right. you like it looked like you were, like, searching for shit on your internet. Because you yeah. didn't have to pay attention to the recorder. You didn't have to switch. I was. It was one shot. I was on the internet. I right. was fucking with the unit. So let's, so let's get back to the positive stuff. I usually don't tease, like, the next guest is going to be. But I really want to have things worked out. Because next week we have Yoshi back. Mm-hmm. And we have him coming on. With Kurt Osiander, they'll be together. Same place. Same place, mm-hmm. and it's cool because you know uh, Kurt yeah, isn't like the most technically uh, yeah. savvy guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Yoshi's like, I'll go to him. Don't worry, I'm gonna get everything set. Yeah. So we're gonna have kind of like what's you know this, the what's the, 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 the move of the week and the and the move of the day guys together, yeah. and and they you know he was his we coach. Gotta, uh, I was gonna say it's like with the technology, it's like Yoshi's become the grasshopper is no longer the grasshopper. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the student has become, become the teacher. Yeah, the grasshopper has been, yeah 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 man. So I'm I'm super excited about yeah, that one. They he reached out. He want he he talked to us about doing it. I'm uh, I'm honored that he asked us, and uh, I think it might. I don't know that they've done it before, so this will be the could be I think first. the first time they're could doing the first. podcast together. Yeah. I haven't seen one. I'm sure he would have. I I follow him. I'm sure he would have posted. So I'm I'm super excited about that. So if we can get. Uh, everything back to normal. <laughs> so you got be. I'd be happy. I won't be shit in my pants. Although I, I love that. I, I love that this. Was nice. is what we did. Was, man. When, when was, technology takes a shit, <laughs> it, it is often not much you can do. <laughs> can I say though? <laughs> like, we did good. Like, we did good. Like I think I maintained. Like old me would have been like mother, <laughs> motherfucker, shit, man. You know, and I'm just like, yeah. all right, we fix it. That's, or we what, don't. that's what was going on inside of me. 
that's I saw I was on the outside. I seemed very calm. On the inside, it was like a, a total bad trip. Nah, I'm like, fuck it, we'll figure it out. We pun, did it. Pun intended. We used to have Bo <laughs> sitting on the top of a conference table with that camera and a tripod, <laughs> going like this. Yeah. The old days. I think we could figure out, you know, how to, we, how to we do might it. Might be so. going back to that. that that might yeah, be man. the new format. But it might not. It's not yeah. the worst thing in the world. No, you know, it's, it's kind of cool. How about you, you just wear a body cam and just keep walking around? <laughs> <laughs> a forehead cam. Yeah, yeah. So, so listen again. Listen, thank you to Andrew. Uh, thank you to Pete Langlois and, uh, and Angie. Uh, from Pete the Job Guy, from the Hard Worker Podcast for putting us together. Welcome. I appreciate Waka. it. Uh, so uh, I'm, I'm excited to get this one out. He was, I think it was a great interview. You know, I, I love I love understanding the fighter. It's not We're not just like, hey, let's talk about that one fight and that move. It's just yeah. never been who we are. I like to get to know the, the fighter. Like and then that. when they come on a second time, it's different. Now we kind of know them. Friend of the podcast, quote unquote, right? So, uh, so return, yeah, I had a good time. Guest, I'm, yeah. I'm hoping that uh, he remembers the little the little people when he's uh, Where he came from when he's uh, fighting for that title. Okay, yeah, <laughs> real, real, recognize real. You know. All right, so uh, thank you for watching, listening, everybody. I'm uh, at Jujitsu Dummies on Instagram. I'm, I handle that uh, uh, that account. If you're sending messages, I'm usually the guy that's answering. My personal IG is Uncle Milty BJJ. I'm uh, JJD underscore DJJ sixty nine. At B-A-D-W-E-R-K-S, Bad okay. Works. Awesome. And we actually have, well, I'll say, it, I'll, I'll, we'll do it, we'll announce that another time. Thank you for watching and listening, everybody. <laughs> Peace, love, jiu-jitsu. Serious Milton. Strikes again. I'm not even trying to tease anything. Mysterious Milton. All right, man. Strikes again.